0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone tuning in and welcome to the Bitcoin Cash Hangout. Many of us have been scouring the internet over the past two weeks for cheap flights to kits, Kitts and Navis to join the Bitcoin Cash 2022 conference. I certainly have been and I've already got my tickets. The list of core BCH members who will be joining keeps on growing and the speaker list is looking better and better with each day. I have to admit it's hard not to spill the beans on this one. I've got to be honest, it's it's looking pretty scorching. There's still a few secrets um, underway, but hopefully everything will be revealed within the coming days or, or week at most. So if you haven't booked your flights yet, please get on it straight away. And for those of you that already have and are chomping at the bit to be able to buy the conference tickets... Well, Sonny is with us again today, if uh, if he makes it from the cricket, <laughs> to give an update on the conference website and all things Bitcoin Cash Syncets 2022. As you can tell, maybe I am pumped for this, as you should be too. Today, I am rather excited by our lineup as we have BCH rockstar in the house, Jason Drazener, to talk about his proposed chip for the May 2023 BCH upgrade cash tokens, and also hopefully to enlighten us with the possibilities that cash tokens makes possible, such as with the decentralized exchange, JDEX. Ryan Giffen was due to be dropping by to let us know how Crypto Connect Palm Beach went, although due to a clashing time schedule with his kids' football game, may not be able to join us until the very end of this show. Let's see how Ryan, if Ryan can make it. But no worries, man. If you can't, uh, family comes first. That's absolutely fine. And that's it. Sonny Gahani will be giving us some juicy conference updates. And I hear the website is already live. After that, we have a dedicated slot for audience-free chat. Grab the mic and share your BCH stories or updates with us. This is your chance to join in, participate, and be heard. For the final part of the show, Jeremy, Chris Troutner, and CL will be joining Jason and Sonny for our debate of the day. Cash tokens versus smart BCH and Bcash, embrace or erase. It's going to be a great one. Sponsorship of the show tonight is from our good friends at the Bitcoin Cash Podcast. If you want to get even more BCH news and updates, join Jeremy, Jet, and community guests on Twitter at the BCH Podcast or visit www.bitcoincashpodcast.com. The most recent episode even features yours truly. So if you're interested in seeing how many tattoos I have on my face, go and check it out today spoiler alert it's less than you may think all proceeds of the sponsorship have gone into hosting these spaces at rss.com forward slash podcast forward slash fiendish crypto and please make sure to check this out and listen to the bitcoin cash hangout offline if anyone's there wondering hang on a minute maybe i funded towards a kick uh, a flip starter and i actually paid some money towards this as well no worries this sponsorship is for this month and the flip was for the rest of the year for 12 months. Um, and that's where that money's gone. So don't worry, I haven't run off of it and bought lots of tea. Co-hosting today, we have somebody. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that drink didn't actually get on there very well. The somebody. Uh, and we can't afford candle after. Cheap lightning. What happened? What was that? Uh, I don't know. Um, I was overexcited, no idea. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I didn't, someone, I didn't, I didn't uh, learn somebody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's okay. Well, I'm here. I, so. Yeah, but, but CL's there, and oh, uh, it's exciting. Um, and I'm your host, Fiendish Crypto. quick note towards Spaces Culture before we begin. In the last few episodes, people have been a little bolder, a little more brave, and have grabbed the mic to join in, and this is exactly as intended. So please keep it up, join in the fun, and add something to the conversation. To kick off the entire show, let's start with a bang with the humble, mild-mannered, and seemingly always positive and truly ingenious Bitcoin Cash developer, Jason Drazener. Hey, Jason, thanks so much for taking a Sunday (laughs) off to join us.
1: (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for
0: having me. (laughs) It's really, really wonderful. So Jason's a very busy man. And from what I understand, a Sunday is a day of rest in Jason's world. Um, Nevertheless, he took the time off to come and join us today and to share some some cool information. So really massive thank you. Um, Jason, I have been following your work on PMV3 for some time. And I understand that the end result of the, those efforts have been rolled up into the proposed chip cash tokens. So I think before we even go into cash tokens, maybe it's possible for you to explain to the audience, first of all, what a chip is, because I'm guessing many people don't know. And uh, I myself, I'm, you know, I'm guessing it's nothing to do with something you put in a dip, right?
1: <laughs> right. So uh, chip is. Uh... Is short for cash improvement proposal. It is the um, decentralized uh, upgrade process that Bitcoin Cash has has used now for uh, for one upgrade cycle. Um, we we have a, a sort of norm now of upgrading in May. Um, that's happened for the past five years for Bitcoin Cash in general. Um, and now we are um, proposals are uh, are happening um, in a in a somewhat more uh, a uh, somewhat more organized fashion. Um, the chip process uh, is new, as of the past couple of years. Um, but yeah, it is a uh, uh, just a strategy for um, putting together upgrade proposals and getting uh, community stakeholders involved early, um, getting the uh, getting kind of wide agreement and and making sure that things progress very smoothly. Uh, before a coordinated upgrade, um, and just helping uh, helping us ha- uh, maintain our, our uh, maintain our upgrades, uh, maintain our development, uh, even in the face of being very decentralized as a project.
0: Yeah. And I think this is a, a great move. Uh, when this was coming about, I know, I remember there was some criticism from people that have now left the community um, that, oh no, the developers are working even slower um, with the six, month- six months needed between November when the upgrade should be finalized and actually when it be implemented. And from my, my perspective with a, a cash system, I think a, one major release every year, that's pretty quick, right? And, uh, and if it this new chip process works as intended then we shouldn't see any more contentious forks happening with last minute changes happening to the code so i think it's a very very good thing and i'm very excited to see this working and going into the future and as it's always good to communicate but the chip process is anyone can initiate it not just the developer Um, so if anyone has a fantastic idea of how to improve bitcoin cash um, then you feel free to go ahead and write a chip and prove the necessity and the reasons, uh, the benefits and the costs to the chain. Um, so yes, thank you so much. So yes, then now we come to the main main point, Jason. So you've been working on cash tokens. What is cash tokens? What does it offer the BCH ecosystem and people using it?
1: Yeah, so cash tokens is a technical proposal um, to add support for tokens on Bitcoin cash. So what that means is Right now, Bitcoin Cash, uh, the network supports um, supports one kind of asset. It is cash, the actual money that you hold in your in your Bitcoin Cash wallet. Um, so, cash tokens uh, allows us to also represent on the Bitcoin Cash chain to also represent other kinds of asha- assets. So you can issue uh, and then transfer and move around and trade um, other kinds of assets like uh, tickets, you know, for a for a flight or a or a concert, um, you can represent stocks. Companies can issue stocks um, on chain, and they can be held in Bitcoin Cash wallets. Uh, there are other sorts of assets like that, the options and derivatives. Um, stock options of, uh, are of course are a huge market for startups. Um, then there are things like uh, gift cards and store credit, um, where uh, right now the the system for gift cards is quite. Arcane in many countries, and and a lot of Bitcoin Cash users would would prefer to be able to use their Bitcoin Cash wallet for those those sorts of things, uh, and then things like loyalty points and all sorts of other um, all sorts of other uh, non-cash assets. Uh, our world is full of full of assets that are useful um, that we need to have uh, di- secure digital wallets to hold and move around, um, but. By and large, uh, those things have kind of been left behind in, our, in, in what we currently can do uh, with Bitcoin Cash. Um, so that's, that's to give you a sense of, of what it means to, when we say tokens, it's tickets and stock options or uh, your receipts of, of certain types, um, yeah, general merchandise credits. There's, there's a bunch of other uh, non-cash assets that are important to be able to represent. Um, but then I should also say, so there are kind of two big parts for cash tokens, there is that we can we can now represent those assets on Bitcoin cash. Um, but cash tokens uh, is, is also a an upgrade um, that uh, technically works the way that um, the way we make those those tokens work uh, technically builds on um, the contract system that was actually designed by Satoshi in 2018. I'm sorry, 2008. <laughs> it's been a while.
2: <laughs>
0: I, I, I thought you knew something that we didn't. It's like, whoa, Satoshi's back, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <that's> 2008. <laughs> well,
1: um, yeah, so uh, it, the the system that Satoshi designed, um, right when Bitcoin was released, uh, it already had this contract system that allows us to send Bitcoin now, Bitcoin Cash, um, to uh, to Addresses that are, you know, most users use single signature addresses still, but if you've ever heard of a multi-sig wallet, it's a multi-signature wallet where um, you can have two or or three signers maybe uh, where you send money to the wallet. And then, uh, for example, two out of those three signers have to approve every transaction. Um, And so that, that offers much higher security, for example, in that case. Um, then just a single signature wallet, you know, if somebody steals your phone or if, or if, uh, you, you get a virus on your, on your computer or whatever, um, somebody, yeah, a, a hacker gets into, into your device. Um, you don't lose all your money. You ha- they have to get, you know, three devices at the same time or something like that. So, um, the, these, co- this contract system has actually been, uh, really great for security of Bitcoin. Um, and, uh. Of course, it's nice to be able to use that for other assets. Being able to have a multi-signature wallet for tickets is actually pretty great <laughs> in a lot of uh, in a lot of situations. Um, but what the cash tokens upgrade? Um, there have been lots of proposals in the past ten years for how to do tokens and how to do other non-cash assets on the chain. Um, so, cash tokens differs. Uh, quite significantly from those in that we extend the way that the contract system currently works um, and in uh, one sort of non-obvious way there's like a, when you get to get a good sense for how the contract system works that satoshi designed um, there's there's this sort of hole um, where right now contracts uh, can do lots of um, lots of clever things for uh, making higher security wallets and, and doing some types of, of decentralized applications. Um, but they basically, the, the, their biggest limitation right now is they actually cannot um, uh, create messages that can be seen by other contracts. So um, they, they can't talk to each other at all. Um, and uh, until recently, we thought that that was kind of a, an existential problem that, that can't really be solved without uh, kind of giving up some scalability uh, that Bitcoin cash currently has. Um, and some other chains have done that. They've, they've given up those scalability and, and efficiency improvements. Uh, a lot of chains that use the, the account model, um, have, have given up that, the the scalability that, uh, Bitcoin has, has always had Bitcoin cash has always had. Um, but cash tokens allows us to get the same sort of, um, of flexibility in our contract system, where we can design some of those uh, decentralized applications that are possible on account account model systems. Um, that's like Ethereum uh, and and a few other uh, chains that are that are similar. Um, we can design those same things, uh, those same sorts of decentralized applications, uh, but they work on Bitcoin Cash, so they're you know more than a thousand times as uh, scalable and and efficient Uh, so it means that we get much lower transaction fees uh, when using decentralized applications maybe to to summarize
0: (laughs) yeah that's very exciting very exciting yes uh when i first was learning about about your work um towards this a couple of years ago um was very very intrigued by it um and i think uh this is i think it's going to be huge but i guess the uh the, the question is the tools that, that come out for this and, uh, which is, which I guess is going to be not so quick because this is a new system and we can't just use the developers from EVM. <laughs> uh, so, uh,
1: right. yes. yeah. Um, it's actually, and to, to give it a little, a little more, um, detail on that direction. Um, that a lot of, uh, uh, I also posted um, a few minutes ago on, on Twitter uh, a few links, if anybody's curious, um, for some more information, more technical details about this stuff, but we'll, I'll, I'll describe some higher level things. Um, in, in short, uh, Bitcoin Cash is so scalable um, and, and very uh, cheap to send transactions because the, the Bitcoin Cash model uh, uses unspent transaction outputs, the UTXO model. Um, so there are, there are two kind of primary models in the crypto system. There's the UTXO model. And then there's the account model which uh the most the most known of which is, is ethereum so building decentralized applications on account model systems like ethereum um, tends to be uh pretty easy to get your head around um, because the system uh kind of pretends to be one big computer and and you you upload your contract in, in the case of ethereum you you upload your your contract you pay a bunch of money you know, it can be hundreds of thousands of dollars um to upload your contract uh, depending on on network conditions, and then other people come by and they can use it, um, and they they also have to pay to use it, um, uh, and, and because it has some uh, scalability limitations uh, due to those those architectural design choices, um, depending on network conditions, you can pay you know between a dollar and a thousand dollars. There are some crazy transactions where uh, people are trying to use decentralized exchanges in more complex ways. At times, with with high network high network demand, and and they're paying these kind of absorbent surge pricing for 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 these transactions, and it, and that's kind of just a feature of um of how of how these gl- we I call it a global state system, um, where these a feature of how these global state architectures work, where um, everybody is is uh, trying to make transactions in the in the same um, kind of the same data storage, like all the transactions uh, read from the same from the same set of data, uh, and it makes it means that they um, they're all they're all competing over resources. And so, if if everybody's using CryptoKitties all at the same time, for example, then uh, your random other application that has nothing to do with CryptoKitties also pays higher transaction fees, um, and that is uh, that is a uh, is something that we don't have to deal with in, in the Bitcoin cash model, where the whole system is is designed really from the ground up to be incredibly scalable. Um, every single transaction needs only the information that's part of that transaction. And then, uh, you know, one other little bit of information, which is whether or not that output has been spent. Um, so in general, the system is much more scalably designed. Um, and until recently, we thought that that meant that contracts couldn't uh, safely work together um, to, to create these bigger decentralized applications um, because we would have to give up those, those that scaling benefit. Um, but that is actually not the case. It is possible to do that. Um, uh, all we needed was a, 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 a small primitive, uh, two small primitives that are uh, the cash tokens primitive. So that's what this, this upgrade proposal is. Um, it allows contracts to, be able to create tokens uh, which is uh, an easy way to describe them uh, which are little bits of information that other contracts can can look at and and read and act on so it's now possible it will be possible uh, would be possible with cash tokens upgrade to um, to create contracts that work together um, to accomplish much larger much larger goals um, and they're actually surprisingly shockingly efficient um, so one we'll talk about is the decentralized exchange uh, uh, proposal uh, demo that I published a few weeks ago.
0: Yes, which uh, really exciting. But just just before we go on to that, I think this is an important thing to to discuss. For me, I think Ethereum, the invention of uh, Ethereum and and uh, or the creation of it, uh, Ethereum and the work that went into it is for me, very important. I think, um, you know, Ethereum really kickstarted off the the whole idea of smart contracts, uh, whatever Satoshi uh, did in the end, um, the work wasn't uh, utilized on chain. And what I think with Ethereum is that despite how interesting I find it, and I can see the Absolutely exciting futures possible with smart contracts, which is why I'm so excited by cash tokens. But it's a simple fact that every time I use Ethereum, I'm always left with a really bad taste in my mouth because it's so expensive, even during the bear market where they have transactions going down, moving money, moving uh, tokens, moving, doing anything on Ethereum is really expensive uh, so for me it's not built for the future and in reality the you know, crypto is not being used by that many people if we're honest about it you know it's it's still very much uh, uh at the very early stages of usage and it, if it's already that expensive today then uh i i dread to think what it will be like in five or six years um so yes i think the scalability point is something that just can't be overstressed it's so important and uh, this is why you know, I, I'm really excited. I hope that uh, there aren't any last-minute issues that are found in this chip and uh, that it, it all gets implemented as, uh, and works fantastic, fantastically as we all imagine. So yes, tell us then, Jason, how does JDEX fit into this? And what is this? What does, how does this fit into the cache token chip? Yeah. Um, so uh,
1: JDEX is, uh, is short for a joint execution. Decentralized exchange. Um, decentralized exchanges, uh, commonly uh, abbreviated DEX, D E X, um, are there are lots of different DEX designs uh, that have been um, deployed and are in use on lots of different cryptocurrencies. Um, so this one is specifically uh, a, a demo um, of how to do uh, decentralized exchanges. On Bitcoin Cash using cash tokens, um, so there are you know hundreds of ways to do these sorts of things, and I've I've put together a, a sort of um, what I think is a set of best practices for how how Dexes, uh, many Dexes will likely look, um, and it, it JetX, uh was a is kind of a good proving ground to show a lot of a lot of um, kind of fundamental building blocks that. Uh, contract authors need for more advanced applications. Um, so, if if you're curious, there, the link is, uh, I guess, around this uh, this tweet Twitter space, um, but uh, and you can find it on um, on uh, GitHub uh, bitjson slash jedex. There's uh, significantly more detail, but um, it is uh, so the joint execution part is. Um, a, a critical piece of what makes things work so nicely on Bitcoin Cash. So um, in general, uh, Bitcoin Cash, um, in order to have that scalability we talked about, um, we need to uh, have contracts work in the UTXO model. So contra- money is sent to outputs of transactions. There are not accounts in Bitcoin Cash. Instead, uh, we have these, these little one-time use accounts it, you can think of them as, um, where every little one-time use account has a has a contract that locks how that money can get unlocked. Um, so you whenever whenever you make a transaction, if you if you send somebody money, um, often your wallet will send uh, it will have two outputs. It'll send the first output will be to who you're sending or. or uh, one of the outputs will be to send the money to whoever you're sending it to, and what it's really doing is creating a new little account just for them that has their their key on it, um, so that they have to uh, sign with that key in order to spend the money. And then it's sending one of the outputs; it's sending back to itself uh, a change output. So um, that's a, a general sense of how the the UTXO model is different in that um, everybody isn't reusing the same uh, the same account. Uh, many times so if you look on in ethereum for example um, many people actually only use one account uh, which of course is terrible for privacy um, but also uh, also uh, introduces some scalability issues because now we have uh, you need to keep track of kind of the whole history um, uh, of state uh, so to speak let's see yeah it's a little more complicated um, but in general the, the system needs to keep track of everybody's activity um, over time and uh, has a lot of trouble throwing away uh, information that it doesn't need to keep track of anymore and so the Bitcoin cash system um, and Bitcoin in general is designed to be able to throw away history that doesn't matter anymore all we have to keep track of is where where the latest set of money is uh, we don't have to keep track of all of these other accounts um, and like what kind of... Uh, you know, information they hold uh, with all uh, various other smart contracts and, and things like that. Um, in Bitcoin Cash and, and with cash tokens, all of the, the data required for these smart contracts continues to live in these little UTXOs. So I um, you know it gets a little complicated to to try to dis- describe it that way, um, but that, that maybe will give you a sense for in, in the account-based model, you can build a, a decentralized application um, without too much, you know, uh, it doesn't require too much mental energy to get your your head around how a decentralized application works. If everybody's got one account and the application has an account and the application has code and, and the code runs that account. So, um, in general, the mental model is a lot simpler. Um Right now, we uh, while we while we're still working on some of the tooling, um, hopefully we can make the tooling for the UTXO model um, significantly better. But uh, JEDX, the the joint execution decentralized exchange, is a demo of of how we make a decentralized exchange work um, on Bitcoin Cash, uh, and I I don't even know if I so JEDX is a um, is a decentralized exchange for a single type of um, of fungible, uh, tradable uh, token. Um, So, for example, uh, stable coins, um, if you've heard of like uh, US dollars that have been issued by various companies where the companies uh, say that they they hold these US dollars in reserve and they issue these tokens and then you can send these tokens back and forth between people, Um, you know, for example, on Bitcoin cash, you'd be able to have a a US dollar wallet that is uh, holding... Um, U.S. dollar tokens issued by some company that, that holds the, the dollars, um, you'd be able to then just send $10 to to a friend and, or, or back and forth, whatever. Um, and uh, just as easily as you can send Bitcoin cash. Um, so Jetex is a, an exchange that lets you, uh, it is a, a censorship resistant, um, fully public on-chain only exchange where no one is holding your money, uh, no one controls the exchange, uh, no one has an advantage as to who gets to make trades, no one gets to see a a secret order book or anything like that, it is all a a completely public exchange system that you can deploy for less than a penny and use for less than a penny.
0: which is so, huge, very, right? I mean,
1: yeah. <laughs> well,
0: whatever, whatever network uh, enables that. I mean, that that for me just sounds unprecedented. It's so so exciting.
1: Yeah. So I mean, for example, in in account based model systems, in Ethereum, for example, many exchanges like this can cost can cost thousands of dollars to deploy. So every time you want to deploy an exchange, uh, a, a, a exchange code like this. Um, it, it is actually quite an expensive investment to do that development and then deploy um, deploy the code. Uh, and that's of course not mentioning that the, the, your end users end up having to spend kind of a variable amount of money to use it. So if you've used some of these decentralized exchanges, uh, decentralized applications on account- based systems, um, you'll find that you know, sometimes you're paying, you're paying a dollar in transaction fees and sometimes during, during crazy peak times you're paying $300. Um, and it's it's kind of unpredictable what you'll be paying actually um, uh, depending on, depending on the day and, and time and whatever. So um, I'd say one major major advantage in general that Bitcoin cash has going into this whole this whole um, discussion is that transactions are very, very inexpensive. and we have a strategy now for building decentralized applications that are, as efficient as Bitcoin cash transactions are already. Um, so if you take a look at the uh, JEDX, um Twitter thread, I'll, we'll post it maybe. Is there a chat here? I guess there's not a chat.
0: Yeah. Uh, I th- I'm i not sure. I think there is a chat. Yeah. So if you see the little speech bubble at the bottom right, oh, I'm, nice. I'm scared of- I'm scared of touching anything because if I touch anything, I, it boots me out. Or I actually actually get booted out <laughs> during, right, when you, during your during talk. I'll post so the
1: th- I'll post it later. I'm not going to
0: touch anything um. yeah, it. If you have an iPhone, apparently it's it's better um, right. and a bit more stable.
1: Nice. Um, yeah. So I, anyway, I'll post later um, the thread, and I've posted. Uh, if anybody, uh, if you find my uh, my my profile in I guess you can like click my face on here. If you find my profile in, profile on Twitter, I just um, posted a couple tweets. Uh, linking to some stuff I've I've posted before, but there's a, a thread describing JetX or you can get a, a good sense of um, uh, some of those details. But um, yeah, in general, um, it is kind of a game changer that you can do do your development and deploy it, uh, deploy the application <laughs> for. I mean, even less than a dollar is kind of a big deal. But here, it's 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 you should you should understand that. Every single Bitcoin cash address is actually its own uh, application, so to speak. Like every time you send a transaction, you are deploying multiple applications because we don't, we don't really have a, di- a distinction between deploying an application and using an application. We just send money to addresses and spend it from addresses. And so yeah, our addresses are our applications. Um, and they're, they're, they're surprisingly efficient. So I, I mentioned in that Jetx thread, um, JEDEX transactions, funny enough, um, the the contract part of JEDEX transactions, of these decentralized exchange tran- transactions, the contract part is actually smaller than single signature Bitcoin cash transactions, uh, because um, the contract part doesn't have to have signatures, and signatures are actually fairly large. Um, so if a signature is, in the best case, 64 bytes, 65 bytes, um, then... Jetex whole, you know, all of the code, so to speak, that your wallet needs to put into that address when you when you interact with a decentralized exchange built on Bitcoin Cash, um, all of that code, the the, the opcodes that your wallet is using, um, a lot of times it ends up being less than sixty five bytes. So it, in practice, it means that these transactions with these decentralized applications are like shockingly small.
0: <laughs> that's fantastic. This um, is actually insane. Yeah. So you
1: think about like, it because Bitcoin it's...
0: transactions are already tiny. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're t-
1: I mean, we're already talking about something that's like 200 kilobytes. Uh, I'm sorry, 200 bytes. <laughs> uh, we're already talking about something that's between 200 and 500 bytes. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're already talking about very small, very small transactions. Um, uh, But it it is it is very cool that we are able to build, you know, really, really um, complex, fully featured decentralized applications and still maintain very small transaction sizes, Um, even with our UTXO model, where every single transaction you make, you need to replicate the the code of the contract. so there are lots of techniques for handling some of those details, um, and many of them are listed in the JEDX. Um, if you if you want to dig into the, the GitHub repo that that uh, has lots of information about JEDX, and you can explore the contracts, there are there are eight contracts. Um, JEDEX is made up of eight different contracts. There's like you know 15 different ways of of spending, e- you know each of them in various ways. Uh, but anyways, your wallet can can basically just um when we get the tooling far enough along, you're, you should be able to uh, in your wallet go and click on buy a token um, and you should be able to click you know, you want to market by this token for this amount and um, after the um, after the uh, hour or two um, period over which other people who want to make transactions are submitting their transactions, um, it is all, uh, kind of aggregated together and jointly executed. So both the buyers and the sellers get execution at the same time. Um, and all the trades kind of happen simultaneously. Um, and if you wanted to buy tokens, you end up with your tokens. And if you wanted to sell tokens, you end up with your Bitcoin cash.
0: Um, so this is a big together, deal, right? Enough. So this, this stops front running.
1: Um, yes. So um, there are... Um, I encourage anybody who's uh, who's deep in this stuff to go and take a look at the technical stuff because there's uh, we're gonna we're gonna overly simplify it here. Um, but yes, uh, in a, for example, in Ethereum, um, decentralized exchanges, and in other account-based systems, um, uh, most of those systems have um, actually most of the systems allow miners to order transactions. That is kind of how um, different. That's how. Uh, Disputes, I, I would say, are resolved. Uh, miners just choose. Uh, miners choose what order the transactions happen in, and that gives gives rise to a um, to a problem uh, to a to just kind of a, a class of problems that we call miner extractable value, where uh, miners can take a look at a, a bunch of different transactions people are making with different decentralized applications, and they can kind of uh, run the math and decide what order to put those transactions in to make the most money. Um, And uh, in the most pathological case, um, uh, they can actually put their own transactions in. So it's called a sandwich attack. In the case of decentralized exchanges, they can Buy in a transaction right before your transaction gets executed, and then they can sell right afterwards. <laughs> and so, what ends up happening is they they push up the price for you, sell it to you, and then um, and then uh, reverse their trade right afterwards. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, that is um, kind of par for the course in uh, in cryptocurrency systems right now. Uh, basically, all decentralized applications um, suffer from. Situations like this, where users end up um, you know, having to pay, ultimately means users end up having to pay higher fees um, because they're they're paying a little bit more in kind of the the minor extractable value tax, if you will, uh, where every every time they make a transaction, um, they will get squeezed to the extent that uh, basically to the edge of where their transaction will no longer execute. Um, and decentralized applications have to account for all of these kinds of games that can be played um, with the the minor extractable value. So um, you end up at you know kind of however you do it, you have to you have to design your system to account for this. Uh, when you have a system that's that's there in public, um, when you have a decentralized application that's just a public thing that anyone can er- interact with, there are all sorts of um, kind of anti-social games like that, that can um, extract money from people who want to use your application. And so application developers have to figure out ways of, um, of making that less bad. So um, in the case of JetX, uh we make the experience, um, it's even uh, kind of harder to conceptualize because the UTXO model means um, anyone can send a transaction at any time and um, in Bitcoin Cash, uh, we have a, uh, there is a norm that, that nodes will only send the first transaction they hear, they will only rebroadcast the first transaction they hear, and miners will accept the first transaction they hear. Um, but of course, that's not, that's not guaranteed, and, uh, and it's, it's possible that, um, that uh, um, unconfirmed transactions will get replaced by a competing transaction that tries to spend the same output. And um, the, kind of, if you if you make if you uh, step back significantly from from that problem, you see it's it's uh, it's a it's a fairly similar system, uh, a fairly similar uh, issue. There are um, there are also minor extractable value um, issues that any decentralized application system is is going to experience. Um, but uh, Jetix is quite fun because um, it's. Uh, takes several steps back and um, attempts to it builds a system where anyone can can submit their transactions where they, you know, so they say they want to buy tokens and this person says they want to sell tokens um, and they get the same deal as everybody else who submits within a within an order period. So um, uh, the way the way it's described in the blog post is that we, we get a better user experience by by um, doing everything in slow motion. Everybody submits their orders all at the same time, um, and then after a, a after a market period um, called a tick, at the end of the tick, um, everybody gets settled at the same time. So it's the joint execution. Um,
0: and, and that's so, a really I think this is a really important part. This is because otherwise, essentially, what we'd just be doing is bringing a lot of problems of the old financial system with us in this new one that we're building. Um, so I think this is this is something that also very interests me very much. It keeps a level playing field.
1: Yes. Yep, exactly. Um, so and, and I mean, the more this is a very deep um, issue and we're we're grazing over it very gently right now. So um, there is a lot to learn about um, uh, even just about minor extractable value, but also about front running in the general financial system. Um, there's uh, it's it's almost it's almost difficult to make generalizations about saying that um, that this you know, solves my, minor extractable value. Um that that's that that wouldn't be a correct characterization. But um, jetx uh, relegates it to a much smaller, a much smaller issue. Um, the average user can expect to have a very a very good experience in this system, um, and it does not advantage miners um, at all. Uh, that's that's kind of the the most important part. your Your decentralized application needs to be very level-headed about how, um, you expect transactions to actually get processed. Um, because if you, if you build your system very naively, then miners will, you know, a miner will always have an advantage over, uh, over normal users. And, um, the has been, um, kind of, uh, designed very specifically to never advantage a miner. Um, and, and, uh, the in order to in order to have an advantage a miner would need to have a a very significant portion of hash power and they would need to actually they need to to, in order to have a a um a sure advantage they would need to have most of hash power on the network um they would need to have more than 51 percent uh but they they also in order to even get lucky they need to they need to be able to find like six or seven blocks in a row. <laughs> it's
3: just that. Okay. Uh, uh, so <laughs> it, a like, pretty secure um, system. <laughs>
1: the, right. The system is is very carefully designed to, to ensure that even in, in the most you know, malignant cases, um, a miner does not have a meaningful advantage over a random other user. Um, and that because it's designed that way, um, it doesn't uh, create incentives for miners to even bother kind of uh, trying to you know, do front-running front systems and such. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll note also, if, any, if anyone wants to dig into this question a little bit more, there's a very good discussion of how JEDX can support limit orders um, in the, uh, on the GitHub repo. Um, so the demo I, I released basically just demos the um, market order system. Uh, and limit orders are how we how we kind of relegate minor extractable value to a um, to an easily uh, predictable um, uh, location where average users don't have to care about this stuff. They just go click the buy button and they get the price they expect. Um, <laughs> and uh, and if you if you care about this stuff, or if you're a really large, uh, if you're a whale and you want to make a really large trade on these decentralized exchanges. Um, you know, it it then benefits you to bother to understand a little bit more about how the execution is actually going to work, and you'll you'll want to um, you know stagger your limit orders just right so that uh, so that it everything works how you expect it to.
0: Um, so you had the man, Jason. Uh, go go and read up about this. I'm absolutely convinced. Uh, as long as cash tokens is integrated into Bitcoin Cash mainnet, the proposal is is very very exciting. I'm absolutely convinced um that th- this is a going to build a massive uh, future for bitcoin cash and i'm wary of the time jason what i'd love to know a little bit uh, because this is built on the back of prediction markets version three um i when i was looking into this uh, i was really a big fan of uh, of prediction markets uh, running on bitcoin cash because um Essentially, you know, it's not not just about some fun gambling. People can bet on things and place wages on likely outcomes, outcomes they think are likely. Um, with you know, and if you're if you're good at that, you have the possibility of of making some money. But it's also a, for me, it's a very interesting way of pricing out misinformation, and and this is a big issue that we have. You know, where, where we look whether it's in the USA or in Europe, with uh, with the newspapers, with social media, there is a lot of misinformation. And prediction markets is something that really I think it's so fascinating i think it's going to be huge i, I genuinely believe that the first person that has a, a ui a really nice user experience user user uh, that, that's allowing prediction markets uh, just placing the bet for example roger vera i see is in the house is with us now um if it was like on the bitcoin.com wallet and you could be uh, just just pe- placing your bets and uh, on some predictions there with the click of a thumb I think this this will be a billion dollar industry. And I think the person that nails this will, you know, if, if they haven't got any money today, they will be a billionaire within about 10 years. Um, how does <laughs> prediction markets uh, feel and say, I haven't really heard you talking about this so much over the past few months. Um, but this is something that like in 2020, I think 2021, you were talking about it. Really a lot, and with a lot of enthusiasm. Does is this still um, something that's really important to you, or is it currently on the side as you're building up the technology to um, enable this?
1: Yeah, um, that's that's a great question. Um, so uh, yeah, a lot of the work I've been doing the past few years has been um, with the goal of making prediction markets possible on Bitcoin Cash. Um, and for for details, um, I, I wrote a, a blog post. Uh, can you hear me? By the way, I'm not sure if this just froze.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can hear.
3: You. Yep. <laughs> okay. I hope everyone else um, can too.
0: There we go. Okay.
1: Um, yeah. So for details, um, I wrote a blog post about um, why I think first prediction markets are incredibly important. Um, I, I think I, I honestly think prediction markets, um, uh, prediction markets will save countless lives. Um, just to put it to put it shortly, um, th- there's a they're they're very misunderstood in general um, and. Uh, they are a technology who I, where I think that the time has come, um, in the next you know, 10, 15, 20 years, um, prediction markets will reshape, uh, a shocking amount of our, of our technology landscape and, and our society. Um, they, they, by cutting through misinformation, um, you can save countless lives. Uh, you can root out corruption in um, in, you know, nonprofits and governments, um, you can uh, get um, technological discoveries uh, can be understood and spread faster. Um, there's there's kind of no end to it. I, I, I wrote a, a much, much more about why I think prediction markets are so important. Um, but I, I would, I would take it so far as to say that um, uh, the difference between a world that has predictions, prediction markets, and doesn't is is quite literally millions of. Maybe hundreds of millions of lives. Um, it, it is. Um, I think we we will look back on we will look back on this period and be, and be shocked that we did not have functioning prediction markets, even with the level of technology we currently have. Um, to the same extent that we're we're shocked when when people talk about bloodletting as uh, as a common medical practice in the 1700s, um, or or you know uh, the, the difference that antibiotics made in in human health. Um, There's just, uh, so such a, such a deep and, and wide ranging set of impacts that, that we're likely to get from, from true censorship resistant, um, highly liquid global prediction markets. Um, but yeah, I think, uh. I think the industry size is probably, even in today's dollars, I think it's probably closer to trillions uh, than billions even. Yeah, um, I,
0: I, I, this is exactly <laughs> what I, what I, what yeah. I hear. So uh, this is what I think I'm, I'm, I am i i could not agree with you any more on this. I'm not sure how, um, clued up with Rogers on this particular topic, um, but uh, basically, I, I've I've already discussed this with a few few people. I mean, I if if I had uh, a a small group of developers, and about two or three years um, of to be able to fund them, this is what I would be focusing my my time on is just creating <laughs> um, an interface for that, because I, I really think this I. I, I don't think i know you know i i'm absolutely convinced that this is going to be a big part of the future um i'd love to see this um integrated in bitcoin.com over the next few years uh, the wallet uh, and and electron cash or whatever you know open source software too everything um yeah.
1: Yeah, and I, I wrote it significantly more about why, uh, you know, why I think prediction markets are important, um, why I think specifically Bitcoin Cash is the is the best place to deploy prediction markets. That There are other cryptocurrency options, but Bitcoin Cash has a has a set of, of sort of killer features for prediction markets specifically, where if we can get prediction markets on Bitcoin Cash, um, I think they will outcompete prediction markets on many other cryptocurrency networks um for for some of those uh technical uh technical reasons um and and i also uh describe a little bit more in that post about um in general why i think uh yeah censorship uh oh the host is having connection issues um anyways i i'll I'll send that um i will send that uh that link out on, on the tweets um uh if you're if you're interested in this topic, um, definitely take a look at that blog post. That's that is what I have been working for working toward uh, for several years now, and I continue to work toward. And that is the reason I am I have been working on cash tokens. Um, I, I think that uh, even just if you're not even if you're not interested in prediction markets specifically, um, I think that uh, people in the Bitcoin cash space should um, should be excited about this use case as a as a serious differentiator for Bitcoin Cash specifically, where um, uh, I've described it before, as you know, if the dollar was um, if the dollar was crowned the global reserve currency, sort of for its its place in global trade, I think that the that uh, the its successor, so to speak, will be will be crowned likely for its use as a um, as a asset in prediction markets as a, um, uh, as the store of value in which prediction markets uh, are based. Um, So yeah, there's a lot more in that blog post to to talk about it. And um, yes, I'm very, very interested in them. them. Uh, JEDX is a good example of some of the contract constructions we need for a lot of decentralized applications. Um, And specifically, um, some of the some of the constructions in jetX and then also in the cash tokens chip, I've written quite a bit uh, uh, in the example section of the chip um, where you can, you can see, uh, you can kind of see where the thread, the f- thread, uh, the thread runs. Um, I think it will be possible uh, immediately after um, a cash tokens upgrade, it will be possible to uh, start building uh side chain based prediction markets that are, much more, um, much more advanced than are possible to build using the contract system of specific chains. Um, so if we look at how prediction market projects have worked on other cryptocurrencies, one major issue that many of them have encountered is in, in a sense they've kind of run off after the wrong architectural solutions. They are trying to build their prediction markets in the contracting system of the chain they're building on. And in many cases, it has torpedoed the project. So, so I, I don't want to, you know, talk about too specifically, but several projects have had to actually change their design for how the prediction market works to move from a from a really good market maker algorithm, for example, to a market maker al- algorithm that is, um, you know, technically inferior, <laughs> but <laughs> but but works because uh, but has to be used because the fees required to use the the more expensive algorithm that the fees would be too much for users. So like there have been prediction markets that have been deployed on, for example, Ethereum, but if it costs a hundred dollars for you to create an account, so to speak on that prediction market, and then it costs you $10 per trade, suddenly you're dealing with a much smaller user base of traders. um, And and the system itself is uh, really weighed down by that sort of constant tax of, the architecture is not scalable enough and the and the the transaction costs are much higher. Um, so, yes, yeah, so yeah. I think it will be a game changer that we can build these things on Bitcoin cash.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, sorry, Jason, I, I dropped out there for a bit. I, um, I'm not sure what the last thing was that was heard of me. Uh, if, if anyone got the questions that I, that I was asking. <laughs> uh, uh twitter's having some some big issues um but it seems like i'm not alone other people are having this um but yeah this is um a, a huge thing and as you say the fees uh, with prediction markets if the fees are high then you're pricing out most people out of them out of the uh, out of it and essentially then you're just gonna have misinformation because it's only uh people with uh, uh the money and influence that can actually uh, participate as uh, you know we want to be everyone as many people right. as possible to participate the more people that are participating the more like you know the more accurate the outcome is and the better that this actually works um so yeah is there anyone in the audience before i'm cutting out again um is there anyone in the audience who has a question for jay jason anything that's been discussed with cash tokens or chip or the may 2023 upgrade oh cl you get in there <laughs>
2: Uh, Yes. Uh, So I think one of the big problems we had uh, with SLP was, of course, uh, a lot of stuff wasn't built and ready to go um, uh, at launch. Um, And then, of course, because it's its own beast, it's not connected to uh, EVM or any outside thing. uh, Somebody has to build all these tools. Uh, Are there any sort of shortcuts that people can take to start building... um, uh, with cash tokens um, in order to get a, a sort of jump. Uh, even though it's not approved, uh, we should know by November 15th, I believe. Um, but uh, yeah, is there any, any sort of uh, shortcuts that people can do to start building? Yeah, um, well, if you're interested, definitely
1: join the uh, the Telegram group, uh, cash tokens devs. Um, right now, That's uh, there's some discussion going on in there and that's definitely gonna be kind of a ground zero for a lot of development. Um, So if you're interested in getting involved there, and then in general, I'll I'll speak to kind of the higher level. Um, There's a lot of reasons to be optimistic this time around. Um, First off, uh, we are we're really getting getting this stuff together much earlier uh, these days with the chip process. We are um, getting good technical consensus, um, you know. Almost a year before any any activation discussion, some of this some of this stuff goes back you know, multiple years. Uh, many times the, these these chips have been um, have been slowly slowly developing for years, and there's there's already wide technical consensus even before they become a even even before they become a, a specification. Um, so some of the chips that are likely to happen this May are things that, that we've almost all t- taken for granted so much that that uh, they. Uh, you know, some of us actually thought they were happening last year, didn't even realize they weren't happening. So <laughs> um, in a lot of cases, this, this chip process, I think, is helping us to get um, to get that kind of technical consensus much earlier and get good feedback and make sure that kind of everyone is on board. And we've heard the um, we've heard uh, any issues much, much earlier. Um, and we're, we're talking about the issues much, much earlier. Um, and. Uh, resolving them in November. So the the with the chip process, the the idea is that we we come to a a solid technical resolution by November fifteenth, and then we have six solid months where everybody knows what is going to happen six months later, um, and uh, that I think alone um, is going to be a huge benefit because having the first having the and it's we've now tested it. It's happened. Uh, it happened last year. Um, so we have a good sense and a good a good norm that that's that's likely to happen now. Um, so you can start building now. Uh, you know, November 16th, when it's very clear what what the spec is going to be, you can start building six months in advance. Hopefully, we'll have some some cool applications ready on launch day. Um,
0: November there is looking are, um... so hot. <laughs> I mean, just Sorry. to say we've got, so we've got the conference. And as soon as we're finished with the conference, we're locking in the May 2023 upgrade, which means we should have a, hopefully the great news that your chip is in, uh, is in there. <laughs> and, then, and then we can start building, getting ready for the next year. <laughs> right.
1: Yes, exactly. So um, it, just having that kind of, um, that kind of uh, reliable, um yeah, uh, you know, the ki- that kind of certainty really helps with um, focusing development schedules. Um, so people Absolutely. can really target. A, a di- they're not you're not no longer are you um, building something kind of in partial anticipation that hopefully the chain will go that way. And you, you got to kind of cross your fingers and hope that your launch day isn't also your your destruction day right
0: exactly uh, and this is it's just so important we cannot have any more contentious chain splits it can't <laughs> it can't happen bitcoin cash guys we've got to stick together we've got to we've got to do this because it, you know it can't be successful if there's a billion different chains you
4: know
0: yeah <laughs> or it will be successful but your, your our purchasing power is going to be 0.000, 000 and somewhere down the line one
1: <laughs> yeah so i wouldn't uh, i wouldn't say it so i wouldn't uh, put it so absolutely like i i think um Honestly, I think that uh, a chain that is that is forking is a chain that is still worth forking. Honestly, um, yes. so like uh, mm-hmm. it, it's well, not but, a, it is not a bad sign that people care enough about it that um, that we have contentious splits. Um, that that means that that the not. development is happening here. Um, yeah, the other places have um, tend to have much more uh, tight knit and um, they they tend to have much more. Uh, you know, for lack of a better word, centrally managed um, development processes. And so they, they're able to navigate these splits by just kind of forcing everybody to go one way. Um so if if I could take it one way or the other, I would I I'd take the splits any day. Uh if, if the if the alternative is um is capture, right? Absolutely. Um, and and this ca- is an important it, thing
0: because it's it, essentially it, democracy, right? <laughs> if you're not happy with where the chain's going, you split it off and, yes. and that's that's your choice.
1: Yes. Um, yes. Exit or voice.
0: Yeah, um, exactly.
1: Yeah, so, I, I, with that, all be all that being said, I think that this process um, is, is is seeming to prove out very nicely. Um, we are hearing the technical disagreements much much earlier, and there's not this kind of you know fog of war sort of in the in the last month where people drop their surprise arguments and um, be like, "This is terrible because this reason," and and you definitely shouldn't activate it in two weeks. Um, hopefully, we'll hear that that kind of discussion. We just shift that discussion six months earlier so that we can we can really argue about it at a time that's separate from the kind of the builder, the building phase and the, and the economic phase and where the businesses need to be doing their planning. And um, it, it's just that has been the more destructive part. Um, honestly, these splits would not have been nearly as destructive um, if we had had a sense of what the split might look like six months earlier. Then, exactly. then businesses can just plan for, it. it's no big deal.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and, and, and this is what this, yeah. for anyone that's, uh, you know, that was against the chip process in the past, I think from my experience of what I've seen, people have really come come around to the idea and I'm, I'm, I'm convinced it's, it stops any spooks, it stops any last minute changes that scare people and, and create then contentious splits. Um, so yeah Jason I, I'm not sure what what was heard but it's such a shame you won't be joining us at the conference if there is any way that you can make it and join us in St Kitts this November then we would love to have you there um but we absolutely understand, you know, if you're busy and, and, and can't make time for this, absolutely uh, understood, but just, you know, you are wanted, uh, you, we love yeah, you. Thank you. You're awesome. <laughs> and thank you. Thank you so yeah, much. Well, um, I
1: hope it goes really well and hopefully I'll be able to make it.
0: In, in- it's going to go amazing. Uh, you know, we've got Sonny Gahani who's in charge of this and it's, you know, it's going to be a blast. It's going to be so much fun. Um, but I, you know, I think you're an absolute asset to the community because not only are you smart enough to be developing these wonderful solutions for us, uh, but Your personality, you know, I I said at the start, and I really do mean it quite seriously, I have never seen you being negative. I've seen you being attacked sometimes uh, from other developers, and nevertheless... You 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 keep this uh, incredibly positive, incredibly happy uh, outlook, and I think it's fantastic. I think a lot of people, including myself, can learn a lot from you. So, thank you so much, Jason, for joining us. Well, thank you very much. Uh, thank you, and please stay around to join in the debate, which is coming up. But before that, uh, Sunny has been waiting very patiently, and now I see he's a listener. Um, that but that needs to change, Sunny. You need to get onto the mic, please. Accept <laughs> uh, because, it, yeah. <laughs> okay, because Sunny is here to talk about the conference. Um, so the conference in Saint Kitts. We got Roger Ver is also here. Um, will also be there. Will be joining us in his uh, home island, his hometown. And Sunny wanted to join us today to speak a little bit about yeah the conference updates. And it seems, okay, Sunny is having issues.
3: <laughs> it seems like
0: everyone's having issues tonight. So yeah. Um, yeah. maybe maybe while we're waiting for, for Sunny, we'll just skip to the next part, which is for the audience to come in and grab the mic. And if there's anything that the audience would like to share, anything that's interesting them, anything, some Bitcoin cash meetups, whatever it is, then please put your hand up now. Feel free to, to join in. Um, also, if if we've got anyone like really big in the smart Bitcoin cash community, uh, Dino Pawns, I see you are there. If you want to come and grab the mic for the debates, it'd be really good to have some strong uh, smart BCH supporters uh, to keep things balanced because uh, I see, yeah. Okay. So many people with their hands up. <laughs> ah, Sonny. Ah, brilliant, Sonny. <laughs> Welcome, bro. Are you
4: there? Oh. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. What's up, guys? Hey, so glad you sorted it out. You're having some problems with Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm here with Roger, so yep. Roger will say hello, too.
5: Hi, everyone. I'm on Tw- uh, Sonny's Twitter account today.
4: <laughs> Hi, Roger. <laughs> Hi, Sunny. Yeah, great. Are you watching the cricket together, then? Yeah, he just, he just we just started to watch. India is playing Pakistan, one of the biggest games, rivalry games when it comes to these two countries. Actually, people wait for this for years to happen it's uh it's the biggest game but you know i have to make sure we update the people about the conference
5: we just need a decentralized prediction <laughs> market so people can bet on it that way <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Please>. <laughs> yeah it's fantastic that um hey the important question before we go any further are you winning
4: me yeah i don't know i'm on india so uh, you're from and, pakistan
5: right win. right right sonny <laughs>
4: <laughs> they will lie, but not bet against India, right? <laughs> and we have a lot of cricket today. So St. Kitts is playing the finals at 530 pm live at the stadium here. And uh, oh. they just won this, this morning, the semi final. So a lot of cricket right now. Also, two, two cities are playing Trinidad with uh, Barbados. And after that, we have the finals for this 60s woman. And then finals. So we have a lot of action in St. Kitts going on
0: hey great stuff i'm I'm glad you're the watching enjoying yourself because sonny's been really busy actually for the he's been busy flying around doing a lot of work for the convention i think he has earned a couple of hours off watching some cricket but then after that sonny you're going back to the conference right 24 yeah yeah, i'm
4: going back yes 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 today is like
0: (laughs) great so hey listen everyone's i've been having questions coming to me when can I buy the ticket, Sonny? What's going on? As,
4: as of now, you can buy it. The website is up, live, and running. We have to make a few changes when it comes to spelling errors. For example, Jason, the A is missing. Komransky have uh, 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 M. So, but But by tomorrow, 10 a.m., the little glitches will be fixed. But you can go ahead, press the click button. I'll get the emails. We will start working on it. Anybody wants to buy tickets, go ahead. The website is live. But most of the details are already on the ads that we ran. Uh, speakers list will be updated by tomorrow
5: and, and Sonny and I want to tell people don't just come to St. Kitts for two days come and stay for a week or two this is a beautiful island you can hike a volcano you can go swimming in the ocean there's so much fun wonderful stuff to do here so you'll really be missing out if you only come for the conference two days uh, please stay a bit longer
0: and bring a mask and snorkel right that's what I've also heard because there's yes, little yes, colorful yes. fishies so, right?
4: so what will happen is that day uh, on Sunday that I planned the Hyatt, uh, the Hyatt the uh, Hyatt a barbecue. There's a big. Uh, there's, there's two big cruise ships. All the catamarans are actually pre-booked for that. But for those staying longer or not going, we actually have an option for an evening. Uh, we will plan that, and of course the welcome party on the 11th. I even forgot everybody's gonna come one day earlier, not just the morning. We'll have a nice welcome party for all of them at my place, Buddha Bar. Uh, we have some big, nice tables and signs up there with Buddha Bar. I mean, with Bitcoin Cash, and it's right opposite the hotel where everybody's gonna stay. Stay.
0: Yep. Fantastic. Um, and so the website's already live. Okay. There's a few spelling errors, but other than that, it's looking fantastic. And also we can see there, if I'm not mistaken, some of the speakers.
4: Yes. Uh, the, uh, some of the speakers are there already. Some of them uh, we'll add. Uh, I, we have just confirmed Jason as well. He was just speaking. It was very, very good to hear. Him. I could not to be honest today. I'm being kicked out of the Twitter space quite often, maybe 10 times. I think CL is doing that, you know, but, uh, I'm trying to, uh, Roger help me to get back into
0: it. <laughs> yeah. I, see, I was kicking out everyone. You know, I, I I think he's a mole. I don't know why I'm inviting him as co-host. Uh, if
4: you he told back, me he was CIA, hey, and, hey, and hey, I
0: don't hey, think hey, he was hey, lying.
4: The headlines <laughs> in Twitter has a big complaint about him from somebody. It's uh, somebody's bitching about him right now. But it's okay. That's uh, to be taught. Uh, talk no no doubt. So the conference <laughs> is I have the lots headlines. of fans. Yeah, we, uh, we, we want everybody to... The priority is to sort and arrange your air tickets because that we have zero control on the hotels, the the local uh, conference, everything we will manage. It's in our control, right? Flight tickets are a priority for all. So you have to really handle that part that we have no control over. Everything else we can play with, manipulate. But flight tickets, please, whoever is coming, buy your flight tickets now. And like Roger said, don't come for two days. I'll also say the same. It's a beautiful island. Don't come on the 11th night to leave on the 13th. It's much more fun besides that.
5: And you can spend Bitcoin Cash everywhere. Th- thanks to Sunny. like literally more businesses than not accept Bitcoin Cash here by a significant
4: margin. Like pretty much every restaurant, most of the hotels, like almost everything here.
5: Rental cars, I saw. Yeah, we have stores. one more
4: rental car. We onboarded yesterday. So that's good. Today I'm onboarding a next supermarket. I might have asked Roger take him with me and put that video on live onboarding for the supermarket. But, but I, I, I'm sure by the time the conference is here, we will be 200 plus beating Australia's uh, figures. Eh? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we need a bit of a competition in the space. I think is healthy. One, Jason, and...
4: Is Bitcoin Jason in the chat yeah. today? <laughs>
0: no, to be honest, he's not. Antiga he's not. I think he's in bed.
4: <laughs> when Antigua was 69, and I, I met Roger, and we did five, six. I should always tell Roger, I want to beat that, man, that 69. But that 69 was stuck. And I went up to 69, crossed it. Then we went to St. Martin, St. Martin, crossed it. Then we went to Antigua, 103. Now we want to do is combine all of them together. So the good news is we will do it uh, by the time you come. It gives me enough time to go to every merchant, double check them as well. Make sure I, uh, I'll give a big live example for yesterday. My, my, my best friend went to get there all here, went to KFC. They even paid with Bitcoin Cash. But that thing went on red, right? So the money left the wallet, but KFC was busy. So they, they, they were like, no, we're not going to give you the food. So I said, don't argue. But this Monday morning, I have to go set them up. So sometimes there's some small technical errors, Wi-Fi connectivity or something, which we cannot. And the new staff is there. But we're going to make sure we have a round with everybody. Uh, and uh, everybody's good. But that doesn't mean they did not accept it. It's just the Wi-Fi connection or something.
5: Yeah, and we need some more Bitcoin Cash people out here on island to, to, to keep using it. So, I mean, yeah. We're doing payroll. Yeah, tell, tell, yeah so
4: we are doing payroll. And then we'll do it again this, this, this month. This is, the, this is the third or fourth month. We are going to do our payroll. And actually, 10 other businesses are doing it. So that's good. Uh, people are actually happy also because they can spend everywhere, send to India. And uh, uh, bcs.games, B- uh, my wife loves it, man. She, she's playing roulette. <laughs> uh, uh, luckily, we only won in there, you know, if Jet is listening. Uh, he's also having a spinning wheel at the conference uh, and then we have a, a bch sports book be, being worked on that's actually one of my own companies in saint kitts so by the time you come it's going to be nice uh, the guys are actually here with the sports book trying to assist me so a lot more happening when it comes to uh, online thing now like i like i said we have done the the, the physical onboarding a lot of merchants accepted so you can go but now we want to we want to focus on also the same merchants being able to accept Online for the services, either with GoCrypto or with Tron.cash or, or any online platform. But we should be able to uh, guide them how to do more business and get more BCH. So they can actually, once they get more BCH online, then they can spend it locally, give more salaries locally because it's just, our, our, our BCH is not limited to, should not be just limited to local market. It should be foreigners buying jewelry, watches, because it's duty-free. They can just pay and we can ship out stuff. So we're going to encourage that for people now and go ahead and guide all the merchants how to do the payment gateway. That's the next. And I think a lot and of people are right. going to be coming up. Chris Stroutner is there. I spoke to Chris. Uh, I, I've got him seven appointments already. Even though it really sounds easy, like, oh, just do cash, and it has a plug-in. Bro, I don't understand. But so Chris is actually going to assist, since he's coming all the way. One entire day of Chris. Is dedicated to go and arrange and help all the merchants just to guide them how to accept it online. And I'll be glad if there are more developers coming. Please, you're coming anyways, and I know everybody is like a work out, work alcoholic, not just alcoholic like me. So please come and help us help spread the BCH adoption while you're here. I, I think you meant workaholic. Yeah, workaholic. <laughs> yeah,
0: sorry. Uh, did, did he though, Roger? Was <laughs> this not a Freudian slip? <laughs> uh. I'm not saying anything. Um, Yeah, I I think this convention is a fantastic time for people to actually spend Bitcoin cash. There are so many in the community, and I must say myself included, who don't have this opportunity every day uh, to be able to use it in a store that you can walk in and and just buy something, whether it's a can of Coke or whatever, or some water. Uh, And I'm really excited by this. And I think that tourism is a great way uh, to to really seal the deal, to make uh, make the islanders really appreciate why Bitcoin cash is the way forward why it can help them and uh so i'm really looking forward to that and also i, I gotta be careful what i'm saying because we still gotta uh, cross the t's and dot the i's but there are some exciting uh developments of who will be attending this conference there are some very very well-known uh developers and builders um who who are pretty much certain but not 100% but pretty much certain they'll be joining and I can't wait to announce it and I think that once that's also out there it's going to make it the conference much more attractive and more, will make anyone that's sort of been in the scene and knows knows anything about Bitcoin Cash it's going to make you want to come so badly and I'm looking at UCL um, I'm sorry man if, if, if I could get you out there I'd fly fly you direct um, but unfortunately my car doesn't have wings and uh, I think it probably does about 400-500km if you made a
4: proposal so. <laughs> to make it happen. <laughs> I'm sure we can talk about it more. Look, the good news is people thought it was very short time, and two months is less. It's still August. the the, the conference is in mid November. We still have 67. I mean, 75 days. It's two and a half months. It's a lot, man. I mean, in 75- wait till you
5: see how much Suni can get down in two and a half. Months. Yeah, so, uh, I-
4: a lot. So, so guys, uh, if you have not planned, plan it. Everything is going on. I was actually trying to memorize how many uh, different. Attendance from countries people are coming. I gave up, I was counting till 30, you know, like it's Canada, US, France, uh, Germany, UK, Philippines, India, Dubai. Uh, I mean, you, you name it, keep naming it, and then Australia, and so many of them. It's not one. I have the, the cameraman, the Bitcoin Jason, just from Australia. I think we have four to five people coming uh, and other countries, right? So, Canada is so many, US is so many, Ryan is coming. Uh, most of the merchant adoption teams are coming developers is yes uh, i think six or seven uh, so it's going to be a very balanced conference where we have everybody we have uh, enough politicians uh, to speak about the legal tender we have enough crypto investors to uh, and, and, and exchanges to speak about other things we have developers we have payment processors go crypto is there they're going to speak on the payment processing part we have uh, uh, citizenship by citizenship by citizenship by uh, what do you call uh, With crypto.
5: By investment with Bitcoin yeah, with, Cash. Yeah, with Bitcoin Cash.
4: So we have that as a, as a topic and uh, we can actually sign up on the spot. We have John Giuliani uh, having a booth right there. I am there. So if you
5: get started right now today, maybe it'll be it'll be a little bit of a tight tight rush, but maybe you could even pick up your St. Kitts passport at the time you come to the conference. Like that'll
4: be a little bit tight, but
5: contact Sunny today if you're interested. <laughs> yeah, we'll make it happen. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll It's not tight.
4: We still have 80 days. Uh, and you know, when you go through the list, when you need a passport, by crypto, it is actually not a long list. It's just formalities, except the police clearance that takes a little time. Uh, it's marriage certificate, birth certificate, and some of them, if you don't have, you have to get a notarized. It's very easy. That list of 100 things is actually two or three major items. Maximum a week, I give. And we have proper processes that will assist you uh, to get the citizenship. So, And I'm, I bet with you, those who don't apply after you visit the conference, you will apply here. So it's, it's beautiful.
0: Yes, and what I also found out is something that interests me greatly. Is uh, for anyone who holds a European and EU passport, St. Martin is also one country where getting residency is not an issue as an EU citizen. On the certainly in the um, the Dutch side, from what I understand. So uh, this is also for yeah, me. Uh, I'm I'm going to be. Yeah, exactly. There's our friend. And, uh, you know, if the price of Bitcoin Cash goes uh, in, the, in the direction I hope, then Sunny, I think I might have to be joining you to do some adoption in both those islands. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, up until the point that uh, I can sure. uh, uh, justify the cost of a kid's passport. <laughs> so, did anyone here uh, have any questions for Sunny the, <laughs> and regarding the conference? Oh, I see Bitcoin uh, mini Satoshi. Alex, let me get you. Oh if uh add as speaker and also spacewalker see if you could get spacewalker on as well yeah so as uh, mini satoshi go ahead
6: no one i just love everything that's going on i can't wait i'm buying flights and hotel today uh, actually once this this is over i'm i'm i'm, final, I'm finalizing my plans so i can't wait to be there um but uh Phoenix, you, you said that it's if you have european passport it's actually easier to get residency um at least on the Dutch side what do you do you have any uh info on that because I also hold a European passport
0: um I haven't looked into it too hugely I just looked into basically
4: uh, but technically you don't need residency because French side is a European side so you can actually just come and live it's a part of Europe half that side is Holland half is France So unless you work, you plan to work, you can still come and live. There is nothing called residency if you have a French passport or a European passport. So we have to check that details. By tomorrow, I'll link it up and post it on the group. But I'm sure it depends on which European uh, state state you have the passport from. But but it's the same, they say. But if you have Holland, Dutch side is not a problem. If you have French, French side is not a problem. But they also have a treaty where other other states also, European Union also has uh, access, which I can put some info tomorrow. That's awesome. That's great. Didn't even, didn't even know about that.
6: That's, that's great. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Um, so this, yeah, it's it's really interesting. And so that, you know, um, I, I did live on an Island for a couple of years when I, between 18 and 20, I was a scuba instructor and, uh, I miss white sands and I miss corals and I miss, uh, you know, the little fish and snorkeling and whatnot. So I think it's very tempting, huh? (laughs) Um, and without having to buy, uh, without having to buy a passport. So, yeah, if anyone there is an EU citizen or can get access to EU citizenship, uh, then this is definitely a, a possibility. Great. So, does anyone else? Uh, yes, space, uh, space, Walker, You have a question for Sunny? Uh, I
4: don't even see him. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, I'll just repeat: buy, buy your air tickets. Plan your, plan your, plan your trip for Synkis. It's going to be the best conference ever. We have everything going in place. Uh, it's going to be uh, meeting up everybody. That actually, I am very happy uh, that everybody's coming here. Uh, we have more than uh, 30 people. I know that. And for me, it's it's all uh, t- Twitter space or Telegram or here and there. I'll be able to see everybody in person. You know, so see you all soon.
3: Thank
0: C- you, shani you for your hard work. Yes. Thank you. And please, for everyone listening, um, websites live, BCH-22. Go and order your tickets. um, But at the very least, please organize your flights. Do it now. Um, if you try and book it a day or two before, or a day or two after the conference, or as Roger said, you know, plan a week or two, you you're going to find some days which are much, much cheaper than others. If you try and fly directly just for the conference, it can end up costing uh, two or three times the amount. So spend a little bit longer there. The hotel is relatively uh, 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 cheap in sinkets Um So spend yeah, a little we, time we wanna there. We want
4: to do a Navy strip. We want to do a Navy strip for you guys. The, to take you to Nevis. We want to do a St. Martin trip if possible. The more people staying longer, tell us how many people and we can plan everything in advance. Uh, for those like Ryan or etc. that was talking about bringing their wives, it's a perfect honeymoon spot as well. Bring them. Uh, they will really, uh, what do you call, be very happy.
5: And if you're not married, maybe you'll meet somebody while you're here. So yeah. <laughs> either way. <laughs>
0: there you go. Promise. Uh, so prom- <laughs> <laughs> hey, see you've got a wife. You're all right. If anyone, I'm maybe, here. maybe if anyone wants a girlfriend on the side as well, then, uh, then that's your chance in, uh, St. <laughs> <it, isn't> <laughs> and Yeah, get your tickets.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: most important thing is you can spend Bitcoin cash there, even for the women. <laughs> so get there. we're going to have an
4: ATM at the conference <laughs> too, so you can buy at, at spot <laughs> Uh, so I mean I don't know anybody wants to sell, but yeah we'll we'll buy all the VCS too.
0: You know? <laughs> and no, no one wants to no one wants to sell. Um, exactly. not, not at exactly. these prices. This is a buying market. Yeah. Uh, this. Uh... Okay, cool. So thank you so much, Sunny. Um, thank you, as, thank as you far guys. As, can, as far as I can see, no one has any questions. So yeah. um, we're going to move on quickly. Uh, we've we've only got uh, nine minutes, and seeing as we've got Jason in the house, this is a topic that we absolutely are a debate that needs to be uh, talked about. Cash tokens versus Smart BCH. Smart BCH was launched as a promising EVM sidechain to complement BCH mainchain, allowing for easy, quick porting of projects from any other EVM chain and the creation of potentially new exciting tokens. On its path to world dominance, it has hit a few road bumps, uh, with the Coinflex drama hitting confidence and trust in the community, arguably to all time lows. A new custodian has stepped forward to help save the chain, though without enough decentralization or backing of all missing funds, some see the writing already on the wall. Should the community be putting effort into the low-hanging fruit enabled by developing for the Ethereum virtual machine to build towards a thriving, bustling ecosystem on smart BCH? Or should attention be turned towards cash tokens, a new system built on the UTXO of BCH? which will allow for a huge range of possibilities as discussed earlier, including tokens such as what you see on Ethereum or Smart BCH, with a huge benefit that it's scalable, but a huge drawback that is an entirely new system which needs a lot of development, building, and tools for such endeavors. And seeing as we have Jason in the house, Jason, I would love you to kick this debate off. What are your thoughts on cash tokens versus Smart BCH?
1: Hey y'all. Okay. I'm back now.
0: Um,
1: yeah, I'm, uh, afraid I'm not, not going to be the, uh, most exciting. Uh, I, am I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I certainly hope that, um, smart BCH can, uh, can, um, recover from this, this latest stuff. Um, I, uh, must admit, I don't, uh, I have not spent much time on smart BCH myself. Um, I, I would say that, uh, one thing that maybe is exciting for uh, for the in, uh, for the long term for Smart BCH, um, if if this if this stuff can be put behind it, is um, that uh, cash tokens would allow us to have much more reliable decentralized uh, peg solutions um, to for side chains like Smart BCH, uh, and of course that's one of the things I'm very interested in is building a side chain for prediction markets. Um, and and cash tokens uh, finally makes it technically technically easy, actually technically easy and very efficient to uh, to build uh, side chains using a lot of the um, a lot of the consensus strategies that have been developed in the past ten years or so for uh, for attaching other networks to an existing uh, network like Bitcoin Cash. So, anyways, it, uh, the the development over the next um, hopefully if cash tokens happens in 2023. Um, it should be quite a bit easier for us to have a, a reliable, truly decentralized um, uh, peg or at least significantly more decentralized, I guess it would depend on, uh, on, on what the ultimate uh, side chain looks like. Um, but yeah, there, there's some exciting things there. Um, but I, I wouldn't want to rain on any, on any development work happening on smart BCH. I think uh, if it's, if, uh, if this, this stuff can be put behind it, then that'd be great. <laughs>
3: Yeah,
0: absolutely, and and I'm all for that too. You know, if, if no one misunderstands me. I wish everyone success, especially you know everyone that's involved in Smart BCH. Um, Chris, I yeah, if you've got your hand up, jump in, man.
3: Yeah, um, I was just like I want to be careful about the framing here, in that um, when someone's evaluating tokens, particularly for like a business use case, you really need to think about the details of the business use case. So, for example, like. Low transaction fees are typically a really important feature when you're talking about tokens, um, particularly if you're, if you're doing something like scripts or concert tickets or something like the, those transaction fees go right to the business's bottom line. So they want them to be as small as possible. So that's, that's a serious consideration. That's one reason why someone would say choose tokens on the Bitcoin cash chain versus you know, other chains like Ethereum. Um, but, you know, there's also other considerations like multi-sig and escrow. Those are typically much easier to pull off in an EVM type token situation. And the code's going to be more audited and better studied. You'd be able to just get code off the shelf that's already been audited and just use it in your business case. That's a really good reason to go with an EVM token. Um, and uh, I'm excited to see all the, the potential that, that the cash tokens can unlock. Um, so I, I was just going to put that in, like I, I evaluate tokens all the time, you know, from the standpoint of business use cases, it's never like a, it's never like a rah, rah, go team type of situation. Cause that doesn't make any sense in a, in a business situation. You're just looking for like the most optimal technology for the, for the business problem you're trying to solve.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Chris. Um, so yeah, what's your opinions on this?
2: <laughs> I have an opinion. Um, so, I think obviously the reality uh, we have to talk about where we are and not where we could be. Um, so, as it is right now, cash tokens is not a thing that exists. So, by that metric, uh, Smart BCH is a clear winner. However, uh, Smart BCH has been uh, drastically kneecapped. Um, and so, uh, if if you are looking from uh, uh, the point of view of building your project on, on one of these two uh, uh, protocols, uh, you really need to consider um, the the current state. Um, and uh, as it is right now, I don't think uh, um, there's a lot of uh, hope for Smart BCH, um, Barring some miracle, um, I, I think it's uh, uh, incredibly unlikely that uh, uh, things will be turned around in any kind of uh, uh, haste, hasty way. <clears throat> uh, that being said, um, building on 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 uh, cash tokens is going to be, you know, as I was sort of asking about earlier, from from scratch, right? Uh, there's not uh, there's not a lot of infrastructure and and uh, code you can copy and paste to uh, fire things up really quickly and easily um, assuming assuming that um, um, then people can right away um, start building um, and that would be wonderful um, so even even given the fact that uh, it's not a sure thing yet um, if I was going to start a project today I would be leaning towards cash tokens.
0: Yeah. Okay. Thank you, CL. And uh, is Sunny? Did you have? Uh, so you voted on the uh, on the topic. Is did you want to add anything to you to this? Is it something that interests you?
5: So uh, this is not Sunny. Uh, Sunny ran to the bathroom <laughs> real quick. But uh, <laughs> I can't say a whole lot about the whole like uh, Coinflex mess. But uh, I will say like. Mark's claim that they can't give people back their smart BCH is an absolute lie, and people need to call them out for that. So, like that, absolutely can and should be treated separately. uh It's horrible for the Bitcoin Cash ecosystem if Coinflex goes down. It's even worse if Coinflex intentionally brings smart BCH down with it. So, we all—all all of us that don't think smart BCH should be brought down—with Coinflex, should be speaking out. Hey, Coinflex, you need to give all the smart BCH. Uh, Bridge uh, users their money back so that smart BCH can continue unhindered and more power to cash tokens as well. And Sunny's uh, now back as well. They had, they had a question for you, Sunny. Yes, shy.
0: Yes, Sunny. We're on to the debate part of cash tokens versus smart BCH. Did you have any opinion on that way where you believe the resources should be invested in towards the future?
4: To be honest, uh, I I don't have the best experience. After this smart BCS thing happened and once my first experience is bad, I have a little thing. But the cash tokens I want to learn and uh, that's good that we have the speakers coming and uh, I'm going to study more into it and if it helps the merchant, whatever helps the merchants. And uh, there is, if as, as far as I'm correct, there's no bridging or it doesn't leave the Bitcoin.com wallet if it really integrates or whatever, right? Cash tokens basically remains there. That's a choice for the merchant and etc. So, I'm going to study more. I don't know much at this point about it. But whatever helps in the adoption, we are up for it. Whatever makes PCS better, whatever makes Bitcoin.com better, whatever helps in mass adoption, whatever makes the merchant. Uh, Same example, uh, yesterday on the Telegram group, you saw how many people were saying when we made the 12 seed words, you have to add this, add that, add that. So, I repeat again, I'm not a technical guy. We're trying to make it much easier for the merchant. Anything for the merchant with A, B, C, D, done, done. The minute you put E, F, G, there are more questions. We already have a thousand questions being asked. We don't want it to be 2,000, you know?
0: Yeah, this is actually an interesting point. So Tom Zander, if you're you're listening, I love you, man, and nothing against you. But this is why you do not let developers uh, do sales. You don't let developers do the user guides because... It's a different mentality, and I'm absolutely with you, Sonny. It needs to be as easy as possible. It needs to be frictionless. Um, and uh, with just the seed, actually, that, that's more than enough. Uh, if if people try and use the seed in a wallet that's not the Bitcoin.com uh, wallet, then maybe they can't find their funds instantly, and they might need help from the community. But it's very easy to uh, for them to get help. And with just the seed, they will be able to recover their funds eventually. Chris, uh, yeah, join in, man.
3: Yeah, I just wanted to throw out there, I mean, there's also SLP tokens. They still exist, and they still work, and I use them a lot in my work. They're great for – I wouldn't want to necessarily use them as, like, a stable coin because of the burning issue um, that can happen. But if you want to create tokens to, like, do a vote or um, to – uh, you know, ju- they're just quickly and cheaply. I love them because they're so simple. I look forward to cash tokens being, you know, sort of the, the second coming of tokens on Bitcoin Cash main chain. Uh, but if anybody here is interested in, in, you know, just the tools that are available for simple ledger tokens, uh, reach out to me. I've got a lot of a lot of tooling and I'm I'm wrapping up a decks for those uh, at the, as we speak.
6: So hey Chris, can, actually, can I ask a question yeah. real
5: quick if, if people don't mind? So. Um, I was a big SLP token user and had uh, unfortunately a bunch of Flex USD and that sort of thing to to sync up Flex USD. Like it seemed to become really, really difficult for any node to be able to do that. Can you explain why that isn't a problem moving into the future, or what, what the situation there is, please?
3: Yeah, um, the it, it is a problem and it'll continue to be a problem. I, I don't really have a solution there for Flex USD. Uh, it, it Basically, to to summarize the issue, uh, there there are problems with the original simple ledger uh, protocol in terms of how big transactions can get, and the indexers have a problem with that. So, uh, and and despite months of pointing this out to Flex USD, uh, they continued to continue their practices that were abusing the protocol, and so uh, they kind of got themselves, as far as my opinion is, they got themselves into a problem that they knew they couldn't solve and uh that's just where it is today uh so yeah flex usd is unfortunate uh you know what what happened there with their slp token
5: so it, it sounds like that would be a problem with any token that gets a significant amount of popularity and usage though is that is that correct
3: Uh, No, not necessarily. Um, But uh, yes, I mean, yeah, the simple answer is yes. Yeah, a a similar token doing similar things would have similar problems. And so there are technical solutions that would require investment uh, in order to come up with solution. But as it stands right now, yes, uh, any token with the same volume
6: doing the same things would have the same problems. Hey, Chris, I don't even think, is there even a, uh, an explorer that works with SLP anymore? Because the, the, the major ones that used to, uh, they don't even, um, they'll just load indefinitely. You can't search, you can't find a transaction, you can't do any of that.
3: Yeah, we've got token.fullstack.cash. That is uh, a token explorer. Uh, it doesn't register FlexUSD, but it'll handle every other SLP token. Um, there's also SimpleLedger.info. They've that that ownership has changed, uh, and uh, they are using fullstack.cash infrastructure. But I don't have any control over their what the user experience there. That's on them. But uh, Token.Fullstack.Cash is is one that I maintain myself. Uh, so if anybody has any problems with that, reach out to me because uh, I want to hear about it.
0: Okay, so there you go. So we've got another one in the mix. We've got Smart BCH. We've got cash tokens. We've got SLP. There's so much going on in the community. It's fantastic. And I think more choice is better. Um, but in the end, um, for me personally, <clears throat> I hope Smart BCH survives. Um, I really do. And there's a lot of people who I respect and uh, and like who have also caught up in the uh, complex tragedy, we can call it. Um, and for me personally, I think uh, what's really why, what I love about BCH is the decentralized nature of it. And until uh, I see that uh, the smart BCH is sufficiently decentralized, I personally uh, will not be devoting my time to it. I lost about 10 euros uh, on on smart BCH. I can accept that um, because I would I would hate to see another situation such as with Coinflex happening ever again, uh, which is something that's just not possible with. Uh, Bitcoin Cash. I see time is ticking. We're actually already uh, a bit late. We said it would be a maximum of an hour and a half. But because we had this debate topic last time also, and we had to skip it due to running over time. Uh, we're going to extend it by 10, 15 minutes if that's okay for everyone. So the next topic is definitely something that's going to stir up emotions. Um, Sunny Roger, if you're there, I hope you join in. I'd love to hear your take on this. Cash in. Im- Brace or a raise. The term Bcash is often used as a derogative slur against Bitcoin Cash from members of many other crypto communities, especially in the BTC crowd. Using the term can often be met with a defensiveness or even aggressiveness from the BCH community. I'm thinking here of my experiences in RBTC. BTC. Which leads us to this interesting topic. Does playing the victim lead to success or failure? Does owning a word make you stronger or weaker? Does it take poison out of the word? Or are you encouraging its further destructive use? Should the community accept the use of the word be cash and not attack those that do? Or should the community refuse all use of the term Bcash and educate those that do use it to use Bitcoin Cash or BCH or another term. So I wanted to ask Jeremy to start this one. Um, Guys, as someone one who minute. I'm going to go ag-
4: watch the cricket again. But example, Burger King should be Burger King or not B King. So tomorrow everybody have to understand the same franchise is now B King and McDonald's is not McDonald's, it's MacD. We We have promoted, uh, told merchants about Bitcoin Cash and suddenly it's B Cash, E Cash, D Cash. I really think it's not a good idea to develop a brand for five years and then just plan to uh, embrace or even the subject about it. Since you are Jeremy, i let him talk.
5: I think Sonny's going to watch some of the cricket games. Yeah.
0: So. Go watch the cricket, Sonny. Enjoy <laughs> it. Roger, did you want to add anything onto that or, or are you also watching the cricket now?
5: No, I'm, I'm not a cricket fan. I don't know how it works. I don't know anything
0: about cricket. <laughs> they, they throw the ball and run around, right? <laughs> yeah, something like that.
5: I, I will say like, I have no problem with the Bcash name per se, other than like Sonny said, we have, you know, five years of, of branding with Bitcoin Cash. But the real big problem, and John Old Football wrote a great essay on it, is that people who hate big block Bitcoin or, or, or Bitcoin being used as peer-to-peer cash, they went out in advance and registered the, you know, the Bcash Twitter account and the Bcash subreddit, and they registered all the social media for Bcash. And these are all people who hate Bitcoin Cash. And so that's the... for bcash and that's probably the biggest problem on top of the fact that we have five years of branding for bitcoin cash at this point so that's that's my thought on it but other than that there's no problem with the name bcash
0: yeah, sure. And uh, for me, the the, the term cash" when I see people use it, it's not about changing the branding. It's about just using the term. Uh, I see there's a big issue there of uh, the, the key uh, Reddit accounts, et cetera, already owned by hostile agents. Um, this is a dangerous thing. Um, but just to, uh, Roger, if you want to pass that on to Sonny. So he said you don't call it McDonald's, you call it MacD's, or I can't remember exactly. It's actually interesting because that's not the case everywhere. Actually, in many parts of that, it's called McDonald's, for example, Germany and in uk it's called quite often with the young and hip golden arches because of the golden arches logo um so it's just interesting that even these really really well-established brands they sometimes have their nicknames that are used locally by people um cl you got your hand up go for it man um
2: i agree with roger um i think logistically um it's that alone is is uh uh a non-starter um if if you know any hostile person uh that has the official twitter account of bcash um you know people who are, are not aware are going to look for information um and uh, they'll they'll come across bcash well of course it's the official account so it has to have true information um and it's just going to be a, a constant battle of of trying to uh uh counter this this uh uh, really uh, hostile information uh, that will be put out there on all these somewhat official-looking official, official looking, uh, places and channels. Uh, I've made it a bit of a, a personal mission to acquire a lot of the Bitcoin Cash things that exist out there, and it's it's been a really uphill battle. Um, and uh, having, having to do a double with with Bcash as well. A lot of people that have the uh, Bitcoin Cash handles at various social medias, et cetera, are people who are not at all interested in crypto. I think on Instagram, it's a guy who who just really likes cigars or something. Um, but to acquire these things, it's, it's, it's really uh, a pain in the ass. Um, and uh, just from that alone is a non-starter. Forget about all this, the you know, the negative slander, et cetera. Uh, just from logistics, it's a non-starter for me.
0: That's actually an interesting point there, what CL just raised. so if you're having an issue trying to get a Bitcoin cash domain, you need to go to smog here, CL and and get that off him. <laughs> He's the one that's sitting on it. Sorry, Chris. Wish. Sorry you said you were, you were going around sn- snapping up all the uh, as much of the, uh, the bitcoin cash as possible, right? Yes <laughs> who,
2: who has what domain?
0: You. I was saying that you're like smog sitting on your pile oh. of Bitcoin cash, <laughs> their names and domains and Not handles.
2: Yet. Not yet. I'm trying
0: to be. <laughs> trying, trying to be smog. Okay. <laughs> uh, Chris, you go for it. Let's hear what you have to say.
3: Yeah, this is interesting because I'm I'm more in the embrace the Bcash uh, camp, but I got to say the, these, what, what. Cheap Lightning and Sonny and Roger just raised are extremely valid points, particularly when you're in the, when, when you take personal responsibility for branding and you're putting your, your energy and your money into it. I can see how that would be very offensive. And I'm having a hard time reconciling this discussion of the, the importance of branding and narrative, which I think are both important, with uh, what we talked about in a couple, a couple hangouts ago, where when you're in a, a person to person, social situation, someone's using Bcash, maybe they're using it, uh, in you know, just because of ignorance, or maybe they're doing it because they're trying to trigger you. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a different type of situation. And so that's in that kind of situation, I'm more like, just let it roll off your back and, uh, whatever they want to call it, whatever, let's, let's focus on the problem we're trying to solve and the reason that, that we're communicating, and just don't don't get hung up on it. Um, but uh, so, you know, I guess that's my feeling is is sit in a, in a personal situation. Embrace it when you're talking in the context of branding. Very important, uh, you know, to get it right, uh, which is Bitcoin Cash.
0: I couldn't agree with that anymore. I mean, for me, the, I, I'm neutral on this. Uh, I I couldn't care. I mean, I think the branding of Bitcoin Cash is so important, um, and we shouldn't. You know, there should be no changing of the name uh, or the marketing with that regard. I really think this would be catastrophic. for For me, what I would just love to see is that people in the community would be less defensive, less playing the victim when they hear the term Bcash. Cash. Uh, just let it just let it roll off you. Um, you can you can correct the person if you think that it's used. Um, um, not, not maliciously, and if it's being used maliciously, well, then either just ignore the person or, or you know, whatever. But there's no point in in being the victim here, uh, because I I always think whenever I see a, a victim mentality, it pits me off that person or that group of people. I don't want to be associated with victims. I want to, you know, even if you are, you know, Bitcoin Cash is pushed down, right? I mean, there's no doubt about it. It does have a hard time in the crypto community world, in the crypto news world. It really suffers. Um, but for me, what makes it exciting is seeing the people that fight on nevertheless and and know and are sure they're gonna win that's for me is much more exciting than boohooing uh whatever it is whether it's the term bcash or tether and so on so um so yeah i i see it basically i think 100 the same as you chris uh mini satoshi i saw you had your hand up did you want to jump into that and give your opinion on bcash embrace or erase
6: yeah i mean I'm, i actually have um similar page too. for me Bitcoin Cash I think we need to stick to uh, you know there's other groups like eCash. they split off they want to change the name because they don't want to be associated with Bitcoin and it becomes too confusing and I understand the sentiment but I think you know the history is still very important um, and I do believe once Bitcoin Cash is more prominent or continues to grow that eventually it will just take the name Bitcoin but more than that just on the B-Cash side if someone says it uh, online in a malicious way, I will always respond and be like, "Yes, I love Bcash. It's my favorite thing, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Just flying off of it. I'm not. I think the biggest thing is like people like to say it to try and instigate something. And if you show that you don't care, it just takes kind of all the wind out of their sails because they have no actual arguments as to why it's inferior. They they don't have anything other than uh, other than name calling. So. Uh, I love using it, only but only in response to others using it maliciously. But otherwise, I you know I'm on the same side as like I, I think we just keep it Bitcoin Cash it's simple. Don't need to. It, it becomes such a hassle to try and change the name because then if for all for all we know that could cause even another network split if we decide to change the name.
5: And I, I'd like yeah. to add a little bit more to the history, if, if you guys don't mind. So. People sure, for it. Don't realize that like B- BCH came within an absolute inch of being Bitcoin with the ticker symbol BTC. Like it was so incredibly close, and the reason the word Bcash came into existence is because the people that were opposed to Bitcoin being allowed to scale to actually become money for the world and peer-to-peer cash, they went out there and they registered all the Bcash social media names and intentionally tried to rebrand Bitcoin Cash BCH into being. So that they could attack it and smear it even more. But it was razor, razor close where the thing that's called Bitcoin Cash today almost wound up being called Bitcoin. And the thing that's called Bitcoin today would have been called something else like Bitcoin Core or Bitcoin one megabyte or who knows what. But it was so incredibly close. And the entire origin of that B Cash name were people that were trying to rebrand Bitcoin big block Bitcoin into being called something else. And so I think that history is important for people to to keep in mind with uh, discussing Bitcoin Cash versus uh, Bcash for the name and branding.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank oh, you, speaking, Roger, for that history.
6: Accounts, um, do we know who has the Bitcoin Cash Twitter? Because I can't even find it. Like I, I search like twitter.com slash Bitcoin Cash, and there's just nothing. I know. <laughs> I see um, how I'm sitting on it.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, It it has been uh, permanently deleted. Uh, So um, for whatever reason, whoever had that account uh, uh, caused it to be uh, unavailable. Um, So by having that handle banned, uh, there's no coming back from it. Um, So there will never be an at Bitcoin cash on Twitter.
0: Never say never. It just requires the twisting of the right nipples and uh maybe well, if the, right, sure. if the right owner <laughs> comes in you know maybe if
2: if i was good friends with elon i'd say hey you know for my birthday you know what i want uh, but uh barring barring some top level management uh, reversal i don't think it's gonna happen
0: are you not friends with elon musk i thought everyone was um I, I'll, uh, I'll give him but... I, i'll ask him if he would do that but he's first of all gonna buy twitter which doesn't look very likely <laughs> right now <laughs> Great. Uh, there's a really important person we haven't heard from, uh, Jason. What's your opinion on this Bcash? Is this something the community should embrace in the term uh, when it's being used or should we not allow people to use it and call them out and uh, make it clear, hey, it's called Bitcoin Cash. That's for me?
1: Yeah, I don't have much of an opinion on it. I, I use Bitcoin Cash everywhere just because it's a little uh, clear. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, there used to be a JavaScript project that was Bcash, uh, derivative of a, a fork of Bcoin at the time, um, but yeah, no, no meaningful preference for me.
0: <laughs> okay, that, I was kind of expecting that from you uh, because I can imagine if someone used Bcash or whatever it was around your presence, you wouldn't really mind <laughs> because there's something I I'm pretty sure bombs could be going off around you and you'd just be cracking on <laughs> doing what you do. <laughs> 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 Yes, uh, Jason, Jason, if you want to learn the art of Zen, then spend uh, uh, a week with, uh, with uh, Jason here, and I'm sure you'll, <laughs> you'll be much calmer. Uh, Fod, uh, I see, uh, yeah, Fod is requesting, and Gabriel, if we can get them on the stage, get them the mic, I'd love to hear from them.
2: I see no requests.
0: <laughs> okay, then I'm going to risk doing this. This could crash Twitter if I'm gone uh quiet then uh uh, that's why okay gabriel you're on gabriel's gone (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) that that was great um so if there's no one else in the audience i see now the time is 1950 we are 20 minutes over time but hopefully you can forgive me i think postponing the the topic bcash for another uh fortnight um wouldn't have been cool so um I, i think there's some interesting points raised there um some some pros and contras uh, to the name and uh, hopefully uh, what my guidance is what i hope is is that we can just be cool people uh, when people are are intentionally being nasty about bitcoin cash so what let them be block them mute them you don't have to listen to it you don't have to deal with it don't react like a victim that's my opinion be thicker skinned so either be cool with it um accept it or just or or, or correct them say hey do you know what actually it's called bitcoin cash and i I really would appreciate it if you didn't call it bcash i think all of those are fine um and
3: uh yeah
0: but be cool I think this is my, 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 my main tech, take on RBTC. Sometimes I see a little bit uh, too cakey behavior, which uh, for me personally, I don't find that attractive and it puts me off. And it's just, uh, it's a great thing that I've discovered so many of the other awesome people in the community who are uh, a very, very positive uh, people that keeps me very, very uh, attracted to the community because my first glance in, in RBTC back a couple of years ago was a little bit, ooh, <laughs> what's this? Um, yes. So, uh, yes, I see, uh, Minister Toshi, Did you want to say one last word before we go?
6: Yeah, just one quick thing. Uh, what The only thing I disagree with you on that personally is on the blocking of people just because that they always use it as fodder just like we do that, oh, look, they're intolerant and they don't want to have debate. So, for me personally, no matter how much someone bothers me or intentionally trying to attack personally i won't block them but that's just because you know, i don't care and then also i just don't want to give them any fodder be like hey look this guy just blocks me thinks he can't handle debate but that's the only yep. thing
0: yeah i think that's a, i think that's a fair point and i do think on reddit you do need to be careful because blocking someone on reddit actually completely derails the conversation and the person then can't respond anymore to that thread. So I, I really don't agree with blocking on Reddit unless that person is really uh, making your life miserable. Um, on Twitter, I, I see it as a bit different because you can still read uh, the, the conversation and, and the thread and you can still reply to everyone else. Uh, but I absolutely agree with where you're coming from. Um, you know, maybe it's better just to mute people uh rather than you know reading stuff which is getting your blood pressure up but what i definitely think is is we shouldn't be if you're reading stuff which but gets your blood pressure up and makes you feel attacked then you should get rid of that information because it's not doing anything positive for your life it's not doing anything positive for bitcoin cash uh whereas like yeah i do agree if it if it's very clear that you're blocking someone it gives it it can give ammunition give fodder to the other side to say that uh, oh look the bitcoin cash community is now uh, censoring people but uh, in, in my opinion uh, you know turning someone off in uh, in twitter and not listening to them anymore that's not censoring uh, because they're they're still available to the whole world that's just you're personally deciding to turn your back to them you're not interested in them anymore um great so the time now is almost uh i don't even know anymore seven o'clock <laughs> utc <laughs> so uh we, we should be wrapping up there um so thank you so much for joining the bitcoin cash uh hang out thanks especially to our special guests um and thank you so much jason for joining us so uh, i can't remember if i've already given out the handle but i give it out again now um and jason can be followed on twitter at um Oh my God! I've just—I've actually forgotten it. Jace, uh, bit Jason, bit Jason, is that right? Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, bit Jason. man. Uh, uh, bit at, at, yes, exactly. At <clears throat> bit Jason. Jason spelled J-S-O-N. Um, I've also uh, tweeted out a, a link to GitHub where you can get some more information there about cash tokens. Um, The Bitcoin Cash Hangout is available for offline enjoyment on rss.com forward slash podcast forward slash Fiendish Crypto. This episode will be available probably tomorrow on there. I know a lot of people have apparently been having issues listening in today. It seems to be a common theme with Twitter. Maybe it's a Bitcoin Cash issue because we're talking about that here. I don't know. Um, but the recordings seem to be absolutely fine. So if you know anyone that's been having issues, please make sure they get that link and they can then download that onto their favorite podcast and listen to that. If you enjoyed the show and want to show your appreciation, please find a donation link pinned on Twitter at Fiendish Crypto. And don't forget to follow all of our guests if you want to stay up to date with the latest Bitcoin Cash news. And please, please get your tickets to the conference Book in your flights already, get the tickets. If you're thinking about going, if you're not sure, just do it, just go. Uh, a lot of people that have been on the fence about this are slowly go- knocking down one by one and deciding, hey, do you know what, fuck this, I'm going, it doesn't matter. It's gonna be awesome, it's gonna be amazing. Uh, I'm absolutely convinced of this. I've seen a lot of the, the the stuff just going on in the background. It's gonna be a wild couple of days there in St. Kitts. I am Fiendish Crypto. This was the Bitcoin Cash Hangout. I wish you all a very good morning, good day, and good night. Goodbye.